Hello, Coco Crew, and welcome to episode one of the Chocolate Sunset Podcast. Okay, now we're going to get right into the show in a minute, but before we do, we want to thank you all for tapping in and starting this journey with us. Yes, I feel like this is going to be a beautiful journey, so thanks for tuning in to explore with us. Now, without further ado, it is an honor for me to introduce my astonishing co-host. She is my first and foremost amazing an, an amazing mother to a beautiful baby boy. She is an out-of-this-world gym and a sand pile. She's highly intelligent and highly annoying. However, she is also my beautiful, radiant, twin flame best friend, Aria West, better known as Airy. Insert heart emoji. <laughs> now look, you're <laughs> going to have to stop calling me annoying now. My goodness. But aside from that... Aside from that, I'm blushing. I am. <laughs> I didn't know brown girls could blush until a couple of days ago, but I am blushing right now. So sweet. And now it's my turn. I guess I can introduce you. So sometimes my words escape me. So I'm going to borrow a very simple quote from Miss Maya Angelou. She says, no one can replace a friend. No one. If anyone I've met in my life qualifies for being irreplaceable it's mercedes fierce loyal loving forgiving great mother amazing friend wise beyond her years my soul sister and a goddess in the flesh this girl y'all literally has a heart the size of texas i truly could not do life without this girl and actually why in the hell would i want to my best friend and now my co-host for the Chocolate Sunset Podcast. Oh, we so definitely exciting. can blush. We definitely yes. Can. I feel I, it all in, all in my cheeks. Right, right. My, my corners of my mouth are like in my ears right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, but you guys, um, we're going to have fun with this thing. And we know that you're going to as well. And I promise you guys are going to love getting to know us. And we are going to love getting to know you guys as well. Now that the hard part is out of the way... Let's jump in. What is Chocolate Sunset and where did the name come from, Ario? So the name actually came to me while I was on a sabbatical <laughs> in San Diego with Mercedes. I was in the mirror one day um, getting dressed. We were, I was out there because Mercedes just had my beautiful goddaughter and I was out there kind of helping her out for a little while. I had been thinking I wanted to start a podcast, but I had no idea of what direction I wanted it to go in, what I wanted it to look like. I didn't have a name or anything. So I was in the mirror one day, getting dressed, getting ready to head out. And the perfume that I was using that day was called Vanilla Sunset. And I mean, if giving the option between the two, vanilla or chocolate, I'm going to always go with chocolate for obvious <laughs> reasons, right? So of course, I put a little spin on it. Right. Put a little spin on it and decided chocolate sunset. So then I was super excited. And I remember like 
almost breaking my neck coming down the <laughs> stairs to tell Mercedes, okay, this is the this is what I want. This is the name. You know, what do you think? So I was really excited about that. It just came to me literally out of nowhere, like just coincidental almost. Yeah, I, think, I faintly remember that situation. Um, I do remember you coming to me and telling me that you wanted to name it Chocolate Sunset. And I think I, um, right then we started writing it in our notes, like what we wanted to talk about and what kind of podcast we wanted it to be. Um, but I don't think either I don't remember you telling me where you got the name from or I don't know if I asked but I was still kind of in a, uh, a trance so yeah you were like <laughs> not even not even a full seven days postpartum so because I, I, I feel like I remember telling you where it came from but you you were out of it I mean all new mommies are kind of in a trance when we first come home from the hospital and we're looking at the baby all day so it's it's not your fault it's not your yes, fault please. and that was literally two years ago almost to the date yeah two years that ago. was almost two years ago that's crazy it took us this long to start this podcast and we've been talking about it for two years we kind of just went off the map with it for a second though like for a minute like forgot about it I don't even know how we came like brought it back up I think I remember sometime in like November of last year, I remember putting myself on deadlines for certain things. Like if this is what I want, then by this date, I need to be making moves for it to happen. And one of the first things that came to my mind when I was kind of giving myself these personal deadlines was the podcast. Um, And so I think that's, I remember mentioning it to you and you were like, okay, let's do it. Like, you know, we were both just kind of in a space finally where you were ready, I was ready, and mm-hmm. our circumstances weren't necessarily conducive, but we were going to make it happen, whether they were or were not. So I think that's kind of, you know, how we got here. Divine timing is real, yes, though. Yes, it is. So. I mean, I know that it's always been yeah. on the back of my mind, like, we've been talking about this podcast, we need to start it, but I don't know, I just, I guess we just wasn't serious enough about it, and I'm glad that we did get serious about it because I feel like we're going to have a lot of fun with it. I I feel like, I mean, I'm already having fun. This is our first right. episode and I'm already like super excited about it. I'm having ideas move in my head all the time. It's almost like, imagine like your first real boyfriend, not a real boyfriend, like imagine like your first like little high school, middle school boyfriend and you were just excited about him all the time and everyone had to know about him and you were constantly writing his name on your <laughs> notebooks and like, you know, drawing Taking hearts and stuff. <laughs> yes, that is that is how I feel right now about this podcast. I'm I'm excited about it. And I'm really, I, I can feel it in my spirit that other people are going to be excited about it as well. I can feel it. Yes. Um, well, to follow that, Chocolate Sunset to me is a platform or voice for all the different shades of chocolate where we will allow you to set your sun and watch it rise again. I'm over here snapping. Like, I don't want to snap because I don't want it to be loud in the <laughs> recording. But in my head, mentally, that was poetic to me. I'm over here. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, For me, I want this space that we're occupying. I want it to be a place of healing, Um, not just for us, but for other people as well. 
I want it to be a place where we can be heard, where we can be open and vulnerable um, and be honest, not necessarily honest with other people, but I think a lot of times we struggle with being honest with ourselves. So I want this to be a place where we can step into that and sit there for a second. Like, let's just be honest with us about us because no one really gets us the way we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we can both agree that um, our intentions for this podcast is a big um, healing thing. Because, but for me, it's about personal growth and personal healing. So, you know, this is ultimately for me, not to be selfish or anything. But I know that if I need it, so does somebody else. So, you know, let's all get together and. Heal those heart chakras. But in that, (laughs) let me just take it back a second because I don't want you or anyone else to feel a need to put an asterisk next to our selfishness. You don't have to add a disclaimer to being selfish because in some season of your life, in all of our lives, we're going to get to a point where you have to be selfish and that's the only way for you to move forward. It's okay. It's okay to be selfish because I learned a long time. I didn't learn it. I heard it a long time ago. I didn't start applying it to my life until here recently, but it was a saying I heard in church and the pastor said, is it going to be their feelings or your future? So in being selfish, you're deciding, look, this is my time. And I'm like Auntie Maxine Waters said, I am reclaiming my time. It's for me, yeah. you know? So it's okay to be selfish and not have to explain it. I am unapologetically selfish in this season of my life, 100%. You know what? That is something that I've always struggled with. Being selfish is just not something that comes easy to me. I don't, it's sometimes I really just don't know how to be selfish. Like being selfless is just, who I am and I'm trying to get out of that because like you said like sometimes it needs to be it needs to be that way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I'm I can attest to your selfless nature (laughs) um sometimes this y'all sometimes Mercedes will call me with a situation and you know I'm always going to be her friend always and I'm just sitting here listening to her vent about things and in my head I'm thinking maybe if you have been a little more selfish (laughs) we would be in this situation but I'm gonna be there I'm gonna ride with you you know through it all but I think that I can definitely attest to your selflessness and it's not a problem it's okay it's a good problem Mm -hmm. to have being selfless it's there's nothing wrong with it but we operate in a generation of people who it's one extreme or the other there is very little gray area when it comes to this aspect of life either you're completely selfless or you're on the opposite end and you're going to just take 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 so as someone like you who is very selfless I think that you have to get to a place of putting up boundaries because the takers are never going to have those boundaries. So you, the giver, you have to set those boundaries in place and they have to be non-negotiable. You know what? I feel like it's really good to have friends that you can feel their energies because I can, I can definitely tell when 
Aerie is tired of hearing something that I've been talking about for a long time. So, like, for me, it's like, okay, she she don't want to hear me vent about this no more. I'm pretty sure. So let me figure this out. Let me let me really change something for real because at this point, I'm really tired of talking about it as well. So it puts me on my toes. Like, it makes me think more about myself, think more about my daughter. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely and it's that that's important these those types of sister friendships are very very important especially living in the time that we're living in right now and just our generation it's very important these types of bonds and connections are very very important and that actually brings me into why people um, should listen to our next, qu- our next question <laughs> yes yes this right here i feel is why y'all need to be here Hundred percent, y'all need to be here because of things like this. Because we're so open, honest, and real, and there are a lot of real people out there. Um, but you have to be real all the way, like all the way in, in all aspects on all surfaces. And me and Mercedes, I think we are at a place where we're not completely healed. We don't have all the answers and a lot of people out there want to sell it to you like they have the blueprint and they have all the answers and they have it all figured out and they want to teach you how to figure it out for yourselves. But that's not where we are in our healing journey. We're saying, you know what? We're not there Mm -hmm. yet. We're not there. And y'all might not be there either. So let's ride this ride together because there's strength in numbers. So let's ride this ride together and be stronger for it in the end. So yeah, y'all should listen to us because we're sisters. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I wish I had an afro right, right now. Oh my no, god. No, seriously. Oh seriously, my god. we're raw and nothing beats that. So yeah, we ready for this journey, man. Right, right. And I think that we also offer a really fresh perspective on things. Um, it's just, it's going to be great. We could sit here and go off of this all day um, because no one thinks more highly of this duo <laughs> right here than this duo right, right here. <laughs> tell me nothing we about are, sister, we're very, okay. um, you can't tell me anything about this girl, okay? And if you try to, I'm going to just Stand leave by. it right there. <laughs> Stand by, Okay. But yeah, um, this is going to be a great, great journey. This is going to be so amazing. So amazing. And I'm really, I mean, I know I keep saying it, but I'm genuinely so excited about where we're going with this. I'm so happy about it. And I'm so happy that you guys are tuned in. Even if there's just one person right now listening to this, I'm happy that you are here. Okay, now I have kind of a hard question I want to get into and that is what is black love mm-hmm. the ultimate question everybody wants to know what is black love yes um, to me black love is an experience it is an it's the ultimate experience mm-hmm. it is an experience um, intimately between partners it is an experience spiritually it's a mental experience um it's a physical experience and 
definitely an emotional one because we really have to we really have to feel the love of each and every black person that we come in contact with and it's not because we want to or not necessarily even because we have to it's just like it's a given it's it's automatic because being black like we we have to feel certain things wherever we go that Mm -hmm. just brings us that brings us in itself brings us together I can agree with that and I also think I mean going off of what your um version of black love is I think that it also connects us to people like our ancestors um because sometimes I'll have moments where I just start thinking about the people my people who they brought over here in chains and I'll just start thinking you know what am I doing in my life that is connecting me with the destiny they saw for us you know um so in that I think that is a type of love it's a type of love and connection between us and them Right. And the generations to come. Absolutely. Um, I think that people outside of our wonderful Black race sometimes get confused when we feel the need to differentiate or to emphasize the Black in certain things. Um, Black power, Black love, Black lives. Like we shouldn't have to explain it, but we do. um, Because otherwise, I don't think we'll ever be educated on it. And our Black love, to me, is a force, a very powerful force, the most powerful force on earth, I think. And it has to be that way because of all the other forces working against us. Um, The one constant through it all has been the bonds of sisterhood, brotherhood, man, woman, 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 man, man, whatever your love is. Um, that has been the only constant. And without it, we wouldn't have gotten as far as we have in life. Right. It is something, it's a healing constant. Mm-hmm. And you have to think, you know, why would they be working so hard to dismantle um, the fruition of our love if it wasn't powerful enough to make them scared of it? I think yes. that, you know what I mean? And we know yeah. who they in that sentence we know who they are you know um but just think about all of those all of those types of forces and agendas and everything working against us we have no choice but to be strong in all things in all things right and our love is at the forefront of everything that we do I have a love for my sister Brianna Taylor I have a love for my sister, Tatiana Jefferson. I have a love for my sister, Sandra Bland. I have a love for them that no one else outside of this will be able to feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a love for them, and that's why we move the way we do, you know? Um, so it's like you said, it's not just about the romantic love. It's about the sisterly love, the brotherly mm-hmm. love, the family love it's about all of it um black love definitely connects us in a way unimaginable that any other race can understand like it's it's powerful 
I was mm-hmm. actually talking to um, a new acquaintance today and he was like, if black people would just understand who they are, we would be so much more powerful. And it's just, but it's just so hard to get people to understand who they are because of the generation that we, we are in right now and all of the standards of society. So with, when he said that, I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Black love is knowing who you are as a black That's person. Powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because how can you love your brother or love your sister when you don't love yourself? And sometimes it's hard for us to love ourselves because it's ingrained in us. It is, we're indoctrinated from the time we're born to hate ourselves. No other race is taught those things that we're taught from birth almost. They Mm -hmm. want us to hate ourselves. And in hating myself, if I don't love me, I can never love you. If I don't love myself, it's easy for me to cut my brother down or to cut my sister down. It's easy to do those things. And that's why they come against us so hard. That's why they come at us the way they do. Mm -hmm. Um, I completely agree with um, your friend who you say you were speaking with today. And to go further on that point, they know who we are and they know the power that we have. And that scares the hell out of them. You can't tell me it doesn't. You can't tell me it doesn't. Because why would they beat us down the way that they do? If they didn't see and recognize and fear the power that we would have if we loved each other and loved ourselves. They see it, they recognize it, and they know it. They they always have. They always have. They always have. It's not a new thing. That's not new news. It's not have to get our own people to understand that mm-hmm. if we figure out who we are or not even figure out because there's nothing to figure out all you have to do is open your eyes literally open right. your eyes and see it look in the mirror and see it like there's power in the mirror yeah. in and the i just mirror. learned that like, i want to say like a few months ago um in therapy like my um my she was asking me how often do you look in the mirror and I realized like I don't look in the mirror that often so she gave me uh, um she gave me homework she was like I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to notice all the features on your face and mm-hmm. I, I made that a part of my daily routine like every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to bed I make sure I wash my face and the way that I wash my face I wash it from my forehead all the way down to my neck and I make sure I notice every little thing about my face. So I was able to notice like the little um, freckles that I have that are coming in. Like I have a family um, freckle thing. And I've always wondered, like, when did I get my freckles? Right. And had I not started looking in the mirror, I probably wouldn't have even noticed that. Like, and they're right there. They're so, so little. They're like, they're getting potent, you know. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah. Yeah. come in. Yes. Right. So I I do that. I wash my face from uh, my forehead to my neck and I speak powerful words on myself, affirmations. I speak mantras, telling myself who I am, uh, speaking on the things that I want and just manifesting all things, healing, all things, peace on myself because I need, I needed to understand who I am. And now that I know who I am, it, 
allowed me to let go of so much stuff like Mm -hmm. just stuff you'd be amazed at how much stuff you hold on to and once you just let it go you feel like dang I just had a good ass massage (laughs) a heart massage a mental soul massage right and don't you now that you had that revelation don't you find it easier to receive and accept positive things from other people about yourself once you now that you've kind of woken up to who you are and and you can tell yourself those things don't you find it easier yes most definitely um I can accept compliments now like Mm -hmm. at first you know how people be like oh you're so pretty and I just be like oh thank you you're pretty too now it's like not to be boastful or anything but thank you I know you know I know I'm pretty I'm beautiful actually but you know I'll take the pretty yeah but it's like that's so good it is it is and I think that that's something that everybody needs to have it's a confidence that everybody needs to have not to um offend anybody or you know make anybody feel like their compliment um was shallow or Mm -hmm. it wasn't enough but um it's just showing that you know who you are like you know how much you have to offer to the world to the next person to anything to a job to life in general like you know yeah And I think for sure, um, how you said, there's a lot of love in the mirror. And I find, I I think that a lot of us right now, just there's so much in the atmosphere that's just so heavy. I think that a lot of us um, can relate to that. And I find, like I pass by the mirror every day. I look in the mirror every day, but it's been so long since I've seen myself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'll look and I'm like, I don't even know who I am today I don't know what I'm doing today um so once we are able to wake up to the constant that is love as long as I can see that in the mirror then I'm fine as long as I know okay if nobody else on God's green earth loves this brown girl right here I do Mm -hmm. and it all starts with me I think that's very very important which is why it's so important when people ask me you know what is love to you more specifically, what is Black love to you? It's I'm always going to say something around the fact that it's a constant. It has to be a constant. Always. Yeah. Always. So let me ask you this. What does love look like to you? What does love look like to me? Um, man, that is... Um... <laughs> That's a loaded question. It is That's a loaded question, isn't it's it? A loaded, it is a loaded question because love is such it's such a broad word. Like mm-hmm. it literally could be a noun, it could be a verb, it could be it's like dang. Okay, yeah. so what is it love? Be, it could be like? a lot of things. Yeah. Okay, so let me let me narrow it down. Okay, so for some people, if if you were to say hey did you eat today or hey call me when you get home so I can make like you know know you made it in safely or like small things like that to some people that's what love looks like to other people they might need you to inflame their ego in order for them to you know recognize that you love them so kind of in that vein what does love look like to you and well, not just romantic love, but even like in friendships and things like that too. 
Okay, so I'm really big on words. Like, I used to actually, like, look up words in a dictionary to understand different variations of words. So words have always been a really big part of um, who I am. Mm -hmm. So it matters to me what people say to me. It matters to me how people say things to me. Um, I don't really care about materialistic things. Like, you don't have to buy me things or anything like that. Like, so I guess love to me, it looks like it could be a handwritten note saying, um, have a good day left on my lunchbox or something like that. Um, it could be fixing my lunch for me in the morning because I wake up super early. Um, any act of service, like right. the smallest things mean so much to me. Like it could literally be the smallest thing. Like if I'm walking in the house and um Mackenzie is just like looking at me and in a completely different way like that Mm -hmm. that would just melt my soul like that's love like how I know I know in that moment like oh my baby loves me or when we're sitting on the couch watching tv and she grabs my face and kisses my cheek like oh she really does look like this little person loves me Right. <laughs> yeah, I can. So I think I try. I try to commit um, the love languages to memory. I'm gonna see if I can. So I know one of them is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. One is acts of service. Um, physical touch is one. Let me see. Giving gifts and quality time. Right? Because there's five. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So it sounds like your version of love, like to you, kind of a mix between like acts of service and words of affirmation. Um, I, I think mine is all of them except for um, what what was the one you said about uh, uh, giving gifts? Yeah, except for giving gifts because I really mm-hmm. don't care about gifts. Right, right. I'm really like, everything- I'm the same way. Yeah, like everything else. Yes, call me, Facetime me. Like, I mean, that explains why you cried that time when I um sent you that birth that birthday card. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I I sent her a birthday card one year for her birthday, and it had like this um long handwritten um little note on why I love her and why she was my best friend or whatever. But and she cried at the dinner. I wasn't able to go, so I, I gave her that card, and I um I bought her a birthday cake. And I literally was crying, and this guy, so it was brunch, and it was before the mimosas came, so those were real tears. <laughs> those were real tears. They weren't champagne tears. Those were, like, the real thing. Yes. Yeah, and I think that it's important, though, to establish those types of things in all aspects of love, in your friendships, in your relationships, obviously, but uh, it's important that people know what makes you feel loved because there's not really any guarantee that what makes me feel loved is the same as, you know, my partner or my best friend or even my child. When my son gets old enough to comprehend, you know, certain things, I'm going to have him take the um, love language quiz. That way I know what I need to give him in order for him to feel special and to feel because I have so much love for him and no matter, doesn't matter how I have to wrap it up for him. That's how it's going to get wrapped up so that he, so that it translates, you know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. efficiently from my lips to his ears. So I think that's really, really important. I think I think it's important to know things like that. I feel like if I have Mackenzie take that love language quiz uh, when she's old enough, she's going to say a whole bunch of stuff about, yeah, I want to... Uh... <laughs> I feel more love when my mommy buys me a gift. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so you kind of got to catch them at like the golden age, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because most of Kids, don't have you walking around here broke. Right. <laughs> but you know what? So the late, great Nipsey Hussle said something in an interview one time. And I can't remember. I've watched so many of his interviews, especially, you know, since his untimely passing. But in one of his his interviews, he said that most children define, like, how do they spell love? And what he said was T-I-M-E, time. Mm -hmm. That's how most children um, can feel love. And I Mm -hmm. heard something else in another another interview by someone else, like, really, really long time ago. But, uh, you know, actually, it might have been Oprah. It might have been her. I think she said something to the effect of your children can tell when you walk into a room and your eyes light up when your eyes lock. Kids can realize those things and they can see those things. And that's how they know that you love them. And the reason I'm, it might seem like I'm going off on a tangent here, but the reason I'm talking about the kids is because this cycle of life this cycle of trauma in our community, we don't realize, or sometimes maybe we do realize how much damage we're doing to our children in the way that we're raising them. And when you plant those seeds young, it's, it's only going to grow and grow and grow. So you have to make sure you're planting good seeds, positive seeds in your children. That way, when they grow up, they don't have to be in therapy for those things you know everything starts with the kids everything starts with the kids which is why I I take it very my role as a mother I take it very seriously very very seriously because I don't want to repeat the trauma I don't want to continue the cycle or any of those things at all at all childhood trauma is so real it's so real so we're, we're going to have to have a whole other episode to, yes. <laughs> to really get into and dissect that. But I just don't want to leave the kids out of the discussion of Black love because they're the most innocent versions of love that we're ever going to get because they're not tainted by the world. Their views on life aren't, you know, warped by, you know, the pain and the realization of what life really is. So I, I think it's important to have the kids in the conversation as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, Black love in the Black household has been um, repetitively, <laughs> repetitively stress, stressing, stressful. Yeah. And- a lot of people don't really realize that like they do it unconsciously right without and then, yeah and then when you want to when you bring it up to them and tell them you know um this hurt me when i was a child they're like what are you talking about no it didn't how you gonna tell me what hurt me you know so that's why we gotta fix these things when our kids are kids like when they're babies before they're able to talk or just speak good things to them and onto them 
at an early age. Tell them that you love them, hug them, and play with them. It's it's very important. Right, because if you really think about the way that you love as an individual, the way you see love, or the way you see relationships, a lot of it, if you really just take took like an hour out of your time and really thought about the origin of a lot of those things, I promise you about 80 to 90% of the way you love comes from something that happened to I'm I'm willing to bet yeah. money on that. I'm sure the way, because the way we view things comes from how we were raised or how our parents behaved mm-hmm. in front of us or the relationships they had or didn't have. Um, a lot of it comes from what we see because what you see is essentially what you're going to become um, unless you have enough self-awareness and willpower to break that which is not always possible with all kids like it's it's, it's just not just because they've never seen it so they don't know how to grasp right. it it wasn't until I was I think probably in college that I started to really understand the dynamics of relationships and what a healthy relationship looked like because um, my mother was single my whole childhood and she was very, um, very good about, I don't even, honestly, if my mom had a relationship when I was young or ever, like since her and my dad had split, I wouldn't know about it because she never dated in front of us. We never met boyfriends. I think I met one of my mom's boyfriends and that was I was a junior or maybe even a senior in high school so I never really saw a relationship modeled in front of me I didn't have a good example or a bad example I didn't have any example at all so the way I move now in relationships I'm kind of trying to like figure out my roadmap still to this day at 26 I'm kind of still trying to kind of teach myself because nothing was ever modeled for me um and I mean that can kind of be a good thing or a bad thing too I haven't really decided which one I haven't decided yet well you have time you got right I remember though when I was in high school um one of my dad's girlfriends at the time he's married now but at the time like one of his girlfriends uh she had said something to me and I was like well love is supposed to hurt and she was like she was like no baby it's not supposed to hurt. It just does when you love the wrong people. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Yes. That's yes. a powerful thing. And it kind of just, it changed the way I viewed relationships completely. Because I had grown up, like, seeing so much toxicity that I thought, like, oh, okay, when you love somebody, that's just right. what happens. That's what it's supposed to look like. You're supposed to be all crazy and wild (laughs) but no it's not love is actually very gentle and very yeah when you're loving the right person it feels so right it's like a high like that you just don't want to come down from and yes 100 percent feel it it's just like yes it's to feel real genuine love is like no other so, and you're you're being I say find that in yourself though. Thank you. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yes, yes. You have to yeah. like self-love is so important. It's so yeah. important. Yeah, find it in God, find it in yourself. If you don't believe in God, find it in a higher right. power. Just yeah. 
whatever you believe in, find, find it, it in that and find it in yourself. Because trying to find love in somebody else is not going to get it's you to not, where you want to It's be. not going to work out. Listen to what I'm telling you. It's not. I promise. You have to be okay in yourself, in your own skin. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you're not, you're not going to understand. You're not going to really fully be able to receive it you could be with the right person the the, who you're supposed to be with and if if you're not comfortable in yourself if you have not learned how to love yourself you will mess that relationship up I'm telling you I'm telling you you have to be healed whole and loving yourself before any other relationship mess it up ain't even the right way to say it you're gonna crash and burn <laughs> every time in any relationship your friendships yeah. are not gonna prosper your relationships are gonna be dead ends if you do not know and if you are not self-aware enough to say let me love me for a while let me get me together for a while because and i mean think about it wouldn't you want someone at their operating out of their maximum potential right Right, of so when you need to because do that as not, well. Then how can they get their maximum in a relationship? Right. Like that's right. Just, like I don't it is believe in fifty-fifty relationships in anything. I'm never if I'm with you, if I'm in a friendship with you or whatever, I'm gonna give it my all. I'm never gonna give you half of me because I don't want half of you. So right. it's gonna be a hundred, a hundred, right. and we gonna run the bag up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what? So. I was talking to this uh, a friend of mine and he had asked me, he was like, when you're in a relationship, how much do you feel like you're supposed to put into it? And I was like, 100%. And he was so shocked by my answer. He was like, that's that's amazing that you think that because a lot of people feel like you're only supposed to give 50%. Like you give 50, that other person gives 50 and that makes 100. No. No. <laughs> that's not how things work. That is not if you how things work. work you give a hundred to yourself, you give a hundred to right. that person. And if you don't know how to do that, then maybe relationships are not for you right now. Maybe it's not it's your not season you, right? right now. Because you can't, I mean, imagine right. if you went to work 40 hours and they say, here you go. Here's half your chick. Are you going to be okay with that? Would you, are you going to really be okay with that? Are you, are you okay with that? No. No. Cause I'm going to go straight. No. no. Half. half my chick. So what you're telling me is that I'm only going to come half the day <laughs> right. or half the week right. or <laughs> like, no, I'm, I need my whole right. money. But, but at the same time, you have to be aware of this, this movement of I'm on what you want and this whole reciprocating energy type thing. I am at a point where I can't do that. I can no longer, I can't, I just can't. If you're with me. I was on Twitter the other day and I thought the same exact thing. Like I was like, y'all people, y- y'all ain't going to never figure it out because feeling like you just going to do what that person is doing to you. Like you just setting or yourself failure. up for failure. Because while I'm sitting here going tit for tat with you, trying to reciprocate your energy, there is someone out there who I guarantee is on already what I'm on at my level. So if you're only giving me 47%, I'm not going to diminish myself by bringing all of me down to 47 no i'm gonna go and i'm gonna link up with someone of a like mind you know what i mean who's gonna all right and if you are not on that level you're not for me 
And I mean that in all things. I mean that in careers. I mean that in relationships. I mean that in friendships, in partnerships, and business. All of it. All of it. Yeah, there's no way. Like, there's no way somebody can say, "Oh, I, I can only, I can only give you fifty percent of me right now." Okay, cool. Then I can give you zero percent of me, sweetie. I'm sorry, I can't. Right. I can't um, keep going forward in this because that's just not going to work. Right, there's no gray area here. There's either right. I love myself too and I much respect <laughs> to accept fifty percent. Yeah, right. Because I have self love, and I love me too much to accept anything less than what I deserve. And I feel like all twenty six of my years, that's what I've been doing. I've just been taking what they give me like when you go on a new job interview when they ask you you know what's your salary what's your price point how much do you want to be paid you never take the first offer like you know you know they can give you more than that and I feel like I've been taking the first offer my whole life in relationships in some I won't call them friendships in some acquaintances I've been accepting that and once I woke up one day and sadly I'm sad to say that I didn't have this realization until after I'd already had my son. I woke up one day and I had to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm that bitch. And I have been letting too much <laughs> shit slide. Literally, those that's a direct quote, guys. That's a mirror quote. Literally, I had to wake up to who I was and I had to tap back into my self-love and I was disappointed for just a few minutes in myself because I said you know what I've been taking too much that I know was beneath me and I've been giving myself to too many people who I know did not deserve me but since I had that realization and since I've decided to walk in that I'm telling you life has been totally totally different my attitude has changed my talk has changed my walk has changed everything everything because I had to get back to me I had to get back to loving on myself you know what let's go back to when you said um you were disappointed in yourself sometimes it's necessary for you to feel that feeling of being disappointed in yourself in order for you to get the hell up Mm -hmm. off the floor because you finally realize that you haven't you haven't been doing the things that you need to do to get to where you want to go and accepting that you haven't is right. a big deal so crying for that second that minute or mm-hmm. that day is okay like letting it letting it out that's okay yeah but then you have to put that emotion to work like I had to get up and put that disappointment to work I had to say you know what let me let this disappointment let me be so disappointed right now in this moment that I know I'm never gonna go back to that never again and not anymore because I refuse to ever get to that point now life is long and I'm gonna live a long prosperous abundant life I'm sure at some point I will maybe fall short that's just life I'm not aiming for it but it's life it happens but never again will I be disappointed Mm -hmm. in myself behind that same thing I can have a thousand different issues or problems or struggles I'm never gonna have the same problem issue or struggle a thousand times because how many times you have to go through something before you learn your lesson 
Yeah. You know what? There's power in the ballpoint of a pen. Something felt small. So writing it out. Yeah. Writing it out is essential because even if you feel like, because I felt like this for a long time, even if you feel like you've only been writing negative things in your journal or on in whatever binder or notebook that you've been writing your thoughts in even if you feel like it's only been negative stuff that is okay it's okay to get that stuff out and put it on paper Mm -hmm. burn it if you have to if you feel like it's too much negativity burn it up rip it up throw it in the trash if that's what you need to do to get over it and move on then do that but there is power in the ballpoint of a pen yes absolutely the, the things that you write and the things that you speak are so, so powerful. It, it's so much power in that. So much. Write it all out and, and say yes. that I'm done. And leave it there. Or say that, yeah, leave it there. Yeah. I think this is my leave it there year. I think this is, this is my year <laughs> of not, not looking back. Because I have a habit of kind of looking back at things. And mm-hmm. almost finding myself getting stuck there. And I don't want to be stuck anymore. So moving forward this year and always in all things, in love yes. and relationship and family, everything, I want to be moving forward. I'm going to leave the rest of it there. It's not working for me anymore. So I won't be going back to it. Simple. And that's my mantra for the year. Yes. Move. Yes. <laughs> Move. Because, yeah, sitting still it's ain't not. fun, man. Sitting still, sitting in anxiety, sitting in depression, sitting in panic, like sitting in fear. It ain't. Remember that, that commercial that used it's to come nice. on when we were watching Mari? You sit on, sitting on the couch, you're stuck, your life is passing you by. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> that's yes. really how it is. That's really how it is. Yes. And I, I'm telling, like, this might sound funny to some people, but that's really I put that into my life. Like, if I'm fine that I'm thinking on one thing too long, or if I'm sitting with a problem too long, I'll kind of like recite that to myself. Like, look at you, look at what you're doing right now. You're sitting here, you're stuck, not doing anything days going by I have to I have to say those things to myself in order to get myself up and get myself out of it because you don't want to do that you don't want to be stuck you don't want to be stuck yeah and I feel like us as black people we do that a lot like we will talk ourselves out of a many of things but seldom do we talk ourselves into things yeah so once we realize who we are and how much our words can affect us, our own words can affect us. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to move. It ain't, it won't be any more sitting still, right? Because why? Why do you want to sit here? Come on, sis, let's go. Let's get, let's get up and go. Like we're not right. getting nowhere. Not getting. And nowhere. I'm to the point now too. I'm not just moving for me. If I see you stuck too long, okay, come on, honey, let's go. Let's get on up. <laughs> let's let's put this body in motion come on because you're going to newton said uh, newton has a law Um, i should have looked it up newton has a law and i think that it says something to the effect of an object at rest will stay at rest until a force greater or or something comes and acts upon the thing at rest 
Now, I know I just butchered that, and I'm sure we have some science teachers or some science <laughs> enthusiasts who are going to be in my inbox, I'm sure of it. But you get the point, okay? You, you know where the point is. The point is, <laughs> I'm going to be that force that's going to get you up and move you, okay? Because you're not getting, I can't watch you sit here. I don't want to leave you behind, you know? Yeah. If now, if I mean, if me, because I'm not gonna bring you anywhere yeah, but... and scream and causing the scene. I'm not gonna do that. Okay, I'll send you a postcard from the finish line if right. that is if you're not in your move season. If you're not there, and it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Yeah, not being but I'm in season. mine, and I'm. It's all gas, no brakes, full <laughs> speed ahead. And why am I that way? Because I am in love with me. I love me so much and I love my son so much and I'm not going to model stuck behavior for him. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to let that happen. (laughs) Right, right. Like, hold on, let me (laughs) gotta go. What are you doing and why? As a matter of fact, I don't want to hear why. Just get up. Get your ass up. Come on, let's roll. Yep. And you know what, listeners, Coco Crew, we're going to get y'all up too. Okay. If you're here, divine connection and divine right. timing is everything. If you're here, if you're listening to this right now, you're not going to be stuck either. Okay. I'm declaring it, I'm speaking it out into the right. atmosphere, and my words will not return unto me void. If you're listening to this, it is your move season as well. So you're going to get up, you're going to put your podcast on and get to moving all of us we're gonna all <laughs> like like we said earlier let's set those suns yes. and watch them yeah. rise Mercedes, can you heal our heart heart chakras one time please yes ma'am hold on a second Amen. Yes. yes. I said. And I think that's great. I think that's a great <laughs> way to send you all off into your week, into your night, into your day, whatever. What understand we're moving. Okay. We're moving here at the chocolate sunset and you're moving too. Yes. So have a wonderful night, day, morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. We yes. love y'all. Be, Be blessed. blessed. And we will see you back here. And move. And move. And move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And we will see you back here, Coco Crew, shortly. Okay? So just stay tuned. We love you guys. And we hope you enjoyed this first episode. <laughs>